Welcome to Sound Voices Podcast. And we are Chanel and Shy. Sound Voices is where women share their honest thoughts and emotions about everyday experiences. So get ready to unravel the truth behind the truth. Today we have two special guests here with us. We have Doris and Nettie. Woo-woo! Welcome, welcome. And our topic for today is how do we support males in our lives in today's society? So we're going to start with Doris and we're going to have her introduce herself to our listeners. Hi, thank you so much for having me here today. Um, well... I am here today because I have two grown boys and I see the uh, so much happening and I do worry about them even though they're grown, they're still my babies. <laughs> and growing up Dominican, you know, I see so many injustices out there in the world just only in my culture alone. So I really appreciate you guys having me here today. All right, glad to wow, have you, glad to have time. you. And we have Nettie here with us. Nettie, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi. Hi, hi. I'm excited to be a part of this. I'm just here. You know, I have two young daughters and I am surrounded by brothers and cousins. So um, growing up, you know, in the, in the atmosphere right now with these, you know, with the brothers, the co- you know, the cousins. And I just, just got a little, you know, information to give, you know, from my experience personally. And that's about it. Yes, yes, that's what mm-hmm. we want to hear. We want to hear those personal, raw experiences. Yes, keep it yes. real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So we know what's been happening out there in the news recently. Um, media has been streaming a lot of social injustice happening to the males out there. So we want to mm-hmm. see how it hits home. home yeah. yeah, how does it hit home and how does it affect us? So, so let's how, start. Yeah. So how how do you feel about what's happening to the males out there, Doris? Um, it's really hard. I have two boys, and I'm afraid that something like this will happen to them. And what's this? Because we haven't really like. Well, with the uh, with what's happening with the law enforcement mm-hmm. and how they're handling cases with uh, the black men out there. See, my kids, I have one that is dark skinned while the other one is light skinned. Um, and I have a brother that is light skinned, but my brother has been actually pulled over, okay, even being in the back seat as a passenger, pulled over and taken out because my brother has a lot of facial hair and he looks Muslim. Mm-hmm. So he's been racially profiled. And I'm afraid that my son, my oldest, is going to be racially profiled one day. So I like, he has a car and I tell him, don't put tents in your car. Okay. Yeah. I'm very much into don't drive at night, stay at home. Wow. Yeah. You know, um, I even bought them the computers and Xboxes and stuff like that. So I always tell him, you can talk to your friends through the computer, stuff like that. Just try not to go out. So there's automatically what you're saying is there's a fear just because of the skin color, first of all. That's Maybe. the first. Yeah. That's one of That's my biggest fears. Because yeah. he's dark skin. Dark skin. You know? Yeah. Now, is he an African American? No. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. Dominican and the father is from Ecuador. Mm-hmm. So technically, he's not African American, but his skin color doesn't say that. He yeah. Looks, he looks mixed. mixed. You're saying yeah. mulatto. He's mixed. a dark mulatto. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my coffee baby. We <laughs> 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 love your <laughs> coffees. All right. Move <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. So, Nettie, Nettie, it's your turn. We want to hear from you, from your perspective. Like, how does this affect the males that's in your life? I Let me tell you something. Truthfully, as I was young, I never really, I don't know if I was in a bubble or how my mom brought us up. We were kind of like in a bubble. We were told since we were real young, work hard in school, be successful, keep your head down, and don't get into trouble. Yeah, and, right. and I grew up like that. And my brothers weren't weren't really like troublemakers. We they went to school, they did think what they had to do. Yeah. And as I got older and older, I started seeing. I really didn't notice there was injustice. I don't know. Maybe it's because it was like 
it was something subconscious. Like it was like we didn't see it around us. Mm-hmm. And as we got older, we started seeing news outlets, certain mm-hmm. things that was showing us, hey, something is not being right. Like it's, we're not, yeah, not you know, right. Yeah. So then, as I got older, and then I kind of started getting afraid. I was like, hold on, this mm-hmm. can happen. Wow. And I, so I have people in my family that have issues. You understand? Wow. Wow. And like I'm saying, like like issues, personal issues, like mental issues. That's right. And That's right. And what happens if they go out in the street mm. and and then a cop doesn't know he has an illness? Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I started getting afraid. Yeah. And I was like, hold on, this could happen to my brothers. And even though my brothers were taught, keep your head down. They were taught to, yeah, to be respectful, nothing's going to happen to you. Yeah. Don't get into nothing, nothing will happen to you. And that's how we grew up. But then I started looking, I actually going up and getting and looking around my surroundings and seeing what was going on in the media. And I was like, hold on. This could happen to one of them. Wow. And that kind of was like an eye opener. And then when I seen these things happening, I I got really emotional and afraid. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, no matter what you do, and my and 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 I went back to what my mom was saying, like, she was saying, Oh, keep you know, make sure you do everything right, go to school, don't get in trouble. And I was like, hold on, through all these things she tell us. No matter what, even if we did all of those things, what was the ch- what would be the chances of us getting one of my brothers getting an approach or even me? And you know what, you know what, Nettie, sorry to stop you there, but some, uh-huh. you know, your mother telling you guys to stay out the way, it, you know, to to be quiet and stay out the way is a condition that they learn. Like when you <laughs> grow up and you see racism or you see different things happen, you're like, well, at least if I stay quiet, people don't notice me, then I won't uh-huh. bring that attention. But now yes. we have families who are now in tears, who are, you know, bearing their loved ones of mm-hmm. people who really did stay out of the way. So mm-hmm. now it's no longer like stay out of the way and you, you're, you're unseen, unheard. It's when you mm-hmm. are staying out of the way, then these things are happening to your family members. So then you mm-hmm. have to call, you have to call a funeral home to bury somebody because they did mind their business. They weren't in no trouble. And just because one person came along and was having a horrible bad year month day whatever it is uh-huh. or have their own issues and now you you have to deal with the fact yeah i must say yeah. just talking about it oh my god so yeah. if something happened through this podcast y'all forgive me because i'm getting real like the heart not feeling the same all right yes you made a comment and i wanted to ask uh-huh. Um, because it is true. You know how sometimes you wake up and you you already woke up, you didn't sleep right, and, mm-hmm. and it kind of affects your day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, obviously that happens to police officers. You know, they yes. wake up and they go to work. Yeah. Okay. Should they work that day? No. And I'm glad you brought that girl. <laughs> Listen, let, let me tell you something. I work in the education field. I and I've worked with teachers. And like you said, we all have bad day and teachers work with children and we work with parents. The hardest thing that you could ever do, work with the community. Because you have those days, you have those people where you're, you're, you're borderline and they come and mess with you that day. I almost said a curse word, but they come and mess with you that day. And you're like, you are two steps from doing something to them and having, you know, you know, the police come out or having a newscast come out or, you know, of course, losing your job. You're two steps from there. So I say, if you're not feeling well, I don't care mentally. what, me, mentally and physically. Yeah. I'm saying mentally. Yeah. You're so overwhelmed. You're so yeah. stressed. You got to take a mental break sometimes. You got to. You got to. Even if they call you and they threaten your life, don't do it because that walking into work having that pressure of whatever you're going through and going into the job, being a cop, imagine the stress they see. Imagine that pressure. Imagine. It's true. So you're going to work already borderline and someone tick you off. You know when someone tick you off, you could do what? You could you could do whatever when you're there. So I I promote staying home. You don't feel you don't feel good. I know when I was in charge of the school. Listen, baby, you don't feel good. Stay home. You got an attitude. 
stay home. Stay home because don't come here and bring that and mess with the kids' lives, the parents' lives. Like, it's, it's too much. Stay home. So I like that you brought that up, Doris. So for for me, mm-hmm. um, of course, I have you know my father. Mm-hmm. I have my husband. Um, you know, I have these you know black male figures in my lives. And, and growing up, I always had. Um, my father, I wasn't a daddy's girl because our situation was different. My dad, his concept of love was, okay, making sure the bills was paid and that was it. So, you know, so my relationship with my dad was different. But um, but I had my uncles, you know, we had black males in our family and my dad would always meet up with his brothers and sisters every weekend. They always give their jokes and have their family time, watch the games and then go home. That's, that's their thing. So imagine in my mind, my dad, his English is not that great. You know what I'm saying? And then my dad has a personality of, he's cool, he's a cool guy, he's a cool cat, but come with him, come come to him the wrong way, he's gonna give you what you gave him. That's yeah. the way he is. Yeah. Even at work, I was like, dad, did you, you said that? <laughs> he doesn't want to say that. And then he's like, no, 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 no. He goes, the reason why, I tell you to go to school and get an education is that so you don't put up the bull crap of people at work. Me, I don't have a choice. I didn't go far in school, but I'm still gonna speak my mind. They're not gonna just make me do or tell me to do anything they want me to do. If it's not right, it's not right. What's right is right, what's wrong is wrong. But that's my dad mentality. And then I have yeah. my husband, that's a bit similar now that I realize. <laughs> he doesn't pull up with people crap, really. My husband is a nice guy, he's a great guy. and then. People sometimes think, oh, I can take advantage of his niceness. In reality, no, you cannot. He will put his foot down and he will show you his face. Like he will tell you the truth and that's it. So knowing my husband, knowing my daddy, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I will never want them to be pulled over. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and like I said, they're respectful. They're nice. But if you come to them wrong, they're gonna tell you you're wrong. Yeah. And that's the part I see that there's issues with in um the situations that's going on. A lot of these guys they're telling the no, what you're doing is wrong. That's not yeah. fair. And they and they're expressing themselves. But then the cops are seeing them as a threat. Exactly. Even though they have nothing in their hands, no weapons or nothing. But the guy is the innocent person is literally telling you what you're doing is wrong. This is not fair. This is, you know, expressing how they're feeling. So my question to everyone, throwing a question out there, is can you challenge authority? When a person feels empowered, it's hard to challenge them. It's hard to challenge. It's any 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 person in a leadership position, you know, and and cops think that they have that position, you know, and they have that power. Yeah. And that's why some of them became cops too. Yeah, think about that. there's, There's certain personalities they do certain jobs because they like the feel of having that power. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why some people become, you know, like a, a cop or, like I said, certain positions of power. They like that. They feed off of that. They like that the people fear them. I I, I personally gotten pulled over. Mm-hmm. I was in the passenger side and I had my, my loved one in the, driving, the driver's side and they pulled me over and it was like i believe maybe something happened to the brake lights or something and we you know we didn't see it so driving and they were like came up to the to the car and it was like oh do you have this this and that this and that and i was like okay we have everything there we have everything we handed to you oh you have a brake light all they have to do is give us like a ticket okay get the brake light fixed whatever the situation is yeah but the but that cop was very like was fishing and being aggressive for no reason. And I was feeling angry. I'm not even driving. Yeah, yeah. I felt angry. Yeah. I started feeling angry. Like, why? What's the point? You yeah. got the information you needed, or oh, this person is not. No, I'm in the passenger side. The person that's driving is not registered, but I'm the passenger. So you got all the information, all the paperwork. So what's the problem? Yeah. You know, so what do you do in situations that um, you are interacting with a cop that is 
aggressive. I know, I know in the black community, I don't know in the Hispanic community, you can let me know that they do have talks with the black males or black females. Like when you see a cop, this is what you're supposed to do specifically, right? So what do you do when you come in contact with some, a cop and they are being aggressive? Do you continue to challenge that cop? Just to let you know, either way, there's a chance you might not come out alive. Wow. I'm being honest. Whether Either way, you whether, you, him or not. whether you challenge him or not, whether we follow the rules that our parents told us, just say yes, no, you know, so then put your head down, don't say anything. So, the, so honestly, I think it's who has pulled you over yeah. and where you live. And that's wow. what I'm saying. There's no that's guarantee true. where you live. Yeah, that depends. Yeah, yeah. Because I, um, I know this is off topic, but um, I'm not dark skinned. Yeah. Okay. I've been to Tennessee. Yeah. And I've been afraid for my life. <laughs> Wow. wow. Yeah. You understand? Because wow. I'm like, oh my God, this is really, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, for really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it is. is. No, for it real. Is. Like, yeah. people, you drive through certain towns, like, oh, damn. Yeah. But if I drive down Liberty City or something yeah. like that, yeah. You, yeah. you know, yeah, it's a scary neighborhood because somebody will come up to your car and sell you some drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't know. If a cop pulls you over, I don't think you can shoot. Exactly. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends where and it depends on the cop. Yeah. 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 Like like I said earlier this year, okay, you know, um, the car that I drive is under my husband's name. It's my husband's car. And I was leaving a doctor's appointment. I was driving back home to get something before I went to work. I got pulled over. I was like, oh. No, first of all, when I was driving, I saw the cop car behind me, but it wasn't a, a cop car. It was, you know, when they drive the black SUVs. Mm-hmm. So it was a regular car. Mm-hmm. So I saw him coming up, like, real fast behind me, but I didn't pay no mind. I'm like, okay, let me move out the way for this person. Mm-hmm. And then I heard, whoop, whoop. I was like, oh, it's me. <laughs> so I was like, the first thing that came to my mind was, let me park away in a way that some people can see me. That was automatically that came to my mind. Did you see how messed up that is? Yeah. Not just, oh, just not just pull over. No, let me park somewhere this where is, everybody yeah. can see me. Of course. So if something goes wrong, somebody in this neighborhood will hopefully record this. It's just <clears throat> a shame, but yes. So where our park was, there is no like, it's kind of like behind me, there's a dead end. So I went in and turned my head back out. So I'm facing the street. So people off the street and then this neighborhood thing wherever they can see me and i saw that one car cut in the blink of an eye i saw three more cars i was like wait what now, now i'm getting like wait what <laughs> you know my heart is beating yeah, so fast yeah. <laughs> of course my hands is on the steering wheel and then and he goes um out. license and registration please i was like oh okay all right uh, i said okay let me get it i'm going to open my um, what you gonna you have to describe your glove oh, yeah. department. You I said, I said that I'm going to open my glove department. Like, literally, I'm giving him step-by-step step things like he's a kindergartner just in case. Like, you got you know? to. You got to treat him like, like the kindergartner. He's like, Let who is the car registered under? I say, it's registered under my husband. And he goes, oh, you know there's a warrant for your husband? I say, what? What do you mean there's a warrant for my husband? And he goes, yeah. I was like, no. I know my husband. There was a fraud situation a few years back. And he goes, oh, there was? I said, yeah. And then I go, um, but what town or city was this? And he told me to say, I said, I don't have a clue about that. But I said, um, he said, um, while he's talking to me, there's another cop coming around. So the cop that pulled me over was a Hispanic guy because the last name was a Hispanic last name. Okay. Good looking cop, actually. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. But then the other one that came, he was the one that gave me the bad vibe. I When I say he gave me a bad, he's looking there. And he's just like he's just standing there and like 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 he's waiting for something. Like what are like he looks like he's more empty. Like what you know, like yeah. you know what I mean? I think, the, I think the cops need to go to some type of therapy. I, think I don't know. That one need to have and I'm not gonna that lie, that one he was the white cop. He was the white he was cop. White? Yeah, he was. I'm not gonna lie. But yeah. this is my thing. And he was like, um, yeah, he he's um he has a warrant under his rest under his rest or whatever. And so the Hispanic cop was like you need to call your husband and make sure he gets this handled. Because you telling me there was a fraud situation, he needs to get this handled. I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. And then, of course, I called my husband, and then we found out what it was. He called that the, the city, whatever that happened, blah, blah, blah. But my mind was, thank God. It wasn't him. It was not my husband driving the car. Because I know automatically they would have seen that warrant and the, this guy is a criminal. Put him in jail, get rid of him. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I was going to have a husband later on that day. 
So I was so happy that it was me driving and not him. When I say that, I, I really, I know emotions coming out right now, mm-hmm. but I was, it's crazy. Like, why would you, why would you say it was you? I don't know, maybe because in my mind, I'm a woman, they might feel some kind of remorse yeah. or something because, you know, mm-hmm. but because my husband is a, look like a regular black man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for them, that's, they train in their mind to see that as an enemy, as to see that as a threat. So yeah. Yeah. that was one scary moment that I was like, thank you, Jesus, that it was me and not him. That's all I have to say with that. Yeah. yeah. So how, um, so does, or how has this injustice affect your relationships back home with the males in your life? Well, I've, um, for my kids and from my brother, um, and it, like I said, um, my brother um, is not black, he's, he's white. Mm-hmm. Um, and my youngest is white, but he's also very bearded. Mm-hmm. And they tend to get confused for Muslims. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Muslims, a lot of people hate them. Mm-hmm. And then my oldest is, you know, mulatto, dark skin. So I've always had the fear, and I'm always, like, when they leave my house, text me when you get home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always telling them, if you get pulled over, okay, like she said, explain what you're doing. Yeah. And I don't even have to have your registration on the visor. Yeah. So you don't have to go get it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Exactly. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, like, I don't know. That makes sense. Okay. And even one of the things that, I w- honestly, I would love to be um, um, a gun carrier. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a female and, you know, stuff has happened in life and I just want to be prepared. Mm-hmm. But I've never wanted to have a gun because God forbid, you know, m- my kids learn to carry a gun and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it's it's legal in Florida yeah. to carry a concealed gun. But I've always been afraid that if, you know, they get pulled over or something happens and they see that he is a, con- that they have a concealed weapon, yeah, that they're gonna just That's go a, ahead and probably shoot him. Yeah, double threat. Yeah, even though the gun could and, be- and her sons are big boys. Yeah, so they might just be threatened just by their size. Yeah. That is very true. You know what I people, mean? Like when people because you hear these of them. stories, you hear these stories of, of of people being murdered by cops, and the first thing, oh, he had a weapon, or or if he had a knife, or he had a weapon, or he there was a gun on him. So I I see where you're coming mm-hmm. from with. Being having a concealed weapon and it's legal to carry in Florida, but because of your color, that's a threat. Mm-hmm. And then now you have a concealed weapon, that's a double threat. Yeah. So imagine if you were to tell them, "Oh, I have a concealed weapon," it's like you don't even have time. Wasn't that Philando Castillo yeah. situation? Yeah. That's a, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't remember the name. Yeah. That is. He let them know that he, he had a gun in the car. He did let them know. Yeah. He did let them know. Yeah, and he still The funny murdered. thing is that, I'm not gonna lie to you, times have changed for laws and for what cops can do. Because I wanna say about like 20 years ago, you know, um, cops would go ahead and plant yeah, you know, weapons or yeah, drugs right. on a person. Yeah, okay. yes. Now, does that happen today? Yes, but not as much yeah. right, as it did before. Yeah. So even with all that, even with cops knowing that some cops are not prepared, some cops are not good and stuff mm-hmm. like that, it's like, for me, I don't think the education for police officers is there. Yeah. yeah. You know? But it's not just education. It's also a, a psychological, mm-hmm. emotional type of education. It is. Because like what we talked about, if you wake up on the wrong side of the yes. bed, that is going to affect your whole day. Yeah. It's a ripple effect. One it little drop. It's not just giving a bunch of tickets away. I wish it was just that. <laughs> but that whipping on you. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, no you're so quick. So, Nettie, we want to bring you in and talk about how that affects you, the males in your life, with this social injustice. How, how did that affect, or how does it affect you? I feel like I take, like, I always care about my brothers, but I treasure them even mm-hmm. more. Wow. The time I have with them, and I'm always telling them, hey, make sure everything's all good in your car. Make sure your taillight's good. And make sure yeah. the paperwork is, is on, up to date because you don't want no excuses. And now, I even heard this guy that was saying how he, it would probably would have, he got stopped by a cop. But you know what saved him? Mm. Really? He had on scrubs. Wow. And you know, it's the whole thing about the pandemic. So the guy was like, oh, okay. 
Cause he like the front line thing. So now I'm like, hold up. Now I gotta give my brother scrubs. Yeah, everybody gotta get the driver out with scrubs. Mm-hmm. Put but, it on. You see, but that's something you can see in the outside. But you got judges. You got black judges. You got black lawyers. You got yes, black engineers. Me. You got other people that dress regular. Or that same <laughs> black doctor on his off day dress regular. Getting pulled <laughs> over. Being physically boom 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 maybe not killed but then like yo i'm a cop i'm a, I'm a cop as well there's situations like that i'm a cop as well yeah, or i'm a doctor and, you, yeah. and you're treating me like that at the end yeah. of the day you see all that don't matter to them you were yeah. seen as a threat yeah so Nettie, i could i could really relate to the point where i know my husband his when his birthday arrived and we had to get that tag renewed child it was up to me you know i forget everything so (laughs) i was no really one day i really did panic i was like oh my goodness it's been a month Uh let me get my behind up and let me really go do this so i called him and i had to you know go do it for the first time and you know being my big girl go do this man's tag so he could put on his car because it is scary to know okay this black man he's, he's black black cherry yes he's in the street and knowing that there's you know they will pull you over you have an expired tag they will pull you over and you don't know where that's gonna lead to and like casa said he's a nice person but he can mouth off yeah, so yeah. his mouthing off and understanding or not understanding why you mouthing off you don't know where that's going to lead to so yeah, yeah. I could really really relate to what's happening so, all, all your papers got to be straight i mean it's all, not all that can, no cards together all right yeah um, it's not the price is going to be lower but if you can prevent any stops i mean because we can't control how these cops feel yeah. and who if they're going to stop you or not but you control your area as much as you can yeah yeah yeah. okay so it's true we can't control how these cops feel um but do you think that we can um because i'm a firm believer in education Uh Uh education we can change the world if we were to probably let's say have it that the department has to have each cop go through some type of therapy or teach let's say meditation and the more when they come into work everybody has to meditate and whatever happened at home stays at home because now you're at work to teach cops how to separate their personal life from their work life because sometimes your personal life comes to home or they might have post-traumatic stress yeah. disorder from yeah. their past experience and that needs to get handled too. That's why I said they need mm-hmm. some type of counseling because yeah. study have shown that trauma affects your brain differently. Now, when we're talking about kids that's being raised, children that's being raised in this society right now and seeing the amount of trauma that's happening either within their cultures, within their families or within society, and they're being raised with that, it does something to your brain. A cop does not live a normal life. He is seeing trauma daily. And if you're not finding ways to get help and to talk about those traumas or to walk through those processes, you're going to carry those things home. You're going to carry them home. You're going to carry them to work. You're going to treat someone different. Like in a school, if I had a problem with one mom, instantly you're like, okay, when, when someone's calling you and they're like, oh, a parent needs to speak to you. You're already on defense mode because yeah, you've yeah. had, you know, yeah. you've had interaction with a mom and it didn't go well. You had a couple of interactions with moms or dads and it didn't go well. So if someone coming to you out of the blue is like a, a mom needs to speak to you or a dad needs to speak to you, you're mm-hmm. already on like, okay, defense mode, what's going on? Depending on how the person approach, you may calm down or may not. You get what I'm saying? Because you're already there. So being a cop and seeing these trauma, and then we're talking about just cops now, but there's a whole bunch of social injustice things that events, issues that's happening beyond what we're just seeing with cops. It's uh-huh. happening in the workplace. It's happening if you go somewhere. It's happening if you go to the bank. It's happening if you're, you know, you're driving or you're walking past somebody. So, um, so yeah. So we want to focus on all those different issues as well but we want to talk about like how what what can we do okay let's stay right there we're going to continue this topic okay 
to stay right there. What will, what can we do? What can we What can we do to support our black men, our our Hispanic men, our Asian men, whatever man you with that's going through the stress of social injustices in this time, how can we support them? Uh, You mentioned the Asian men. Because of COVID right now, a lot of Asian people are getting attacked. Yeah, Yeah. it's true. Mm -hmm. Because of somebody referring it to as the China, China disease. The, the China virus. The China virus. Okay. Uh, you know, it's like, come on, seriously. But in, in reality, all minorities have gone through so much crap. Yeah. It's and unfortunately. Especially in a country that started off as Indians. Mm. Mm. Right. Right. Talk about it. Because <laughs> um, everybody here is an immigrant. Everyone. Everybody. Everyone. And some people act so entitled, honey. Yes, Uh, white man, you are an immigrant. (laughs) Well, all right. So what can we do to support? Well, I'm I'm a firm believer, again, like I said, in education. And with with the police officers, I think that if we were to educate them, if we were to provide the therapy and just teach them to treat every new stop that they do or every new... Um, call that they respond every to. Every call that they respond to as a brand new situation, not to bring whatever happened in the prior situation before or what has happened in their past. Hmm. Doris, that makes sense. But you know what just popped into my mind right now? When I saw the video of this white guy upset with this huge knife in his head, oh my God, screaming at the top of his lungs, and there's six white cops, calm down. Calm down. Put the knife down. Just calm down. Talking to him, communicating with him. But this white guy's so irate. Oh, we know if it was one of our minority brothers, he would have been shot down after the second. Yeah. It's like, they, I, it's like I understand the education and all that stuff. It's like, do you remember COVID? when COVID started that the people started um, protesting and they protested with guns in the courthouses? With um, there they, was something like that. That wasn't here. Okay, that was in mm-hmm. the middle of the United States. Yeah, I had um, spoken to my friend um, who was dark skinned and I told them if that would have been black people with the guns. There would have been massive war. Yeah. A civil war. Yeah. All of a sudden. It would have been for real if it was black folks. I remember you're right. There was something like that earlier on this year. But education, you know, even if you educate people, you can't take away their experience. And you can't take away the way they think. Like I can give you I can give you facts of coming into work, like I can give you facts of coming into work with trauma or coming into work and you're on that borderline like we talked about and how that affects your whole day. But if you're not willing to take those steps or if you're not willing to let go of your experiences and listen and grab onto this new information that I'm telling you, then it goes nowhere. So a lot of education is out there about trauma. A lot of education is out there about how to deal with trauma or how to deal with not coming into work. You know, there's some agency that give you mental health days to know, okay, you know, I'm not feeling, it's not that I'm sick, I'm not on vacation, but I need a mental health day. There, there's some agents, there's some companies out there that is promoting, 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 promoting mental yeah. health mm-hmm. and how mental health affects our whole well being. And still today, we're dealing with people who are not willing to take those extra steps. But I do like that education is out there. And I think we continue, we have to continue to do it because we can't stop, right? Right. Because people are not 
taking it in. We can't stop educating people. We can't stop educating our loved ones. We can't stop educating the people that we come around with. So what come around with too? So what else can we do? Far as educating, like what else can we make sure that we can support your life? Though, what can you do to support the man, the men in your life? That's the thing. Yeah, I understand the bigger picture, but what? Start from home. What can we do at home? For our sons, for our husbands, for our uncles, for our... We have to... Do you understand, like, you were snitching about how the white cops were acting with that other man, the man with the knife? It's because oh. they, see the, they see themselves mm. that person. They see a person that looks like them. That is right. When yeah. they see people that don't look like them, they consider them inferior. You understand? And it's the same way how we program, we program ourselves and that's how we should program as far as like with our our significant others, our sons, we have to let them know who we are and they have to, we have to instill a pride in them. Is let them know no matter how, no matter how, no matter how the world sees them. That are they are worth somebody. Yeah. They worth something. And you and the knowledge you have to give your your people the knowledge. You have to let them know their rights. They need to know their rights. Even if they're young, you gotta explain to them how the justice system works, who they are, where they came from, what they come they can become. So know their rights. Education, yes. know their rights. That's yes. part of you know, education. Yes. And show them love. The love. The love of who they are, acceptance of who they are, and 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 show them that no matter who you are, where you come from, you are a loved person and you're worth it. You are you count as somebody. At the end of the day, uh-huh. we all don't know when we're gonna die. All of us have an expiration date, and we don't know how we're gonna die. Whether it be from disease, whether it be gunshot, whether it be we don't wake up on our you know from our sleep. So I do think. One way to support the ones that we love is to show them love, show them appreciation, give them words of affirmation. And Mm -hmm. that in general is a concept I think we should apply on a daily basis, no matter what situation is going on in the world. You know, Mm -hmm. we got to build up our, 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 our loved ones. We got, like, think about it. You know, for us, we feel like we go through so much as women. Imagine the men in our lives, you know, they, they have the stress of, you know, I got to provide, I got to this and deal with crap at work. And then to think that he's going to come home and we go complaining in their ears. You know what I mean? So we sometimes got to remind ourselves that, you know what, let me let this go. Like, or Well, one thing is that we're so used to always saying that men... Um, show no emotions mm-hmm. but it's because we teach them not to show emotions but they do have emotions and one yeah. of the things I have talked before is especially for a pregnancy when a woman is pregnant everything is about the woman mm-hmm. nobody considers the guy now the guy is going through his own personal trauma I mean sorry his own personal stress in the aspect that I have to provide mm-hmm. not only for my woman but not for my child mm-hmm. I have to be able to have a bigger home a room mm-hmm. for my kid these are all things that the man is internally the pressure yeah but nobody's considering that. Everybody's yeah. like, oh, you're carrying the baby. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And the guy is on his own. And she's not working for a few months for real. So nobody mm-hmm. looks yeah. at that. Okay. And also, um, um, when the man you know, has that. his first child, he wants to bond with the kid also. Mm-hmm. But the bond that a woman has with the baby, you get to breastfeed, mm-hmm. you carry that baby. Okay. Yeah. He didn't. Sure. You know, and one of the things that we always said, like my mom has always said, you were just a semen. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. a semen provider. Yeah. So, you know, we do that to men. Right. Yeah. So we break them down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Mercy. Wow. How do we build them up? We trying to build them up here. How do yeah. we do that? We don't even know, but we're going to figure it out. <laughs> like, compliment them. Okay. So, so like, I, I think it goes back to, let's, let's reverse. Before a man be becomes a man mm. let's go back to that so in their mama's house so yeah when you're home when you're home when you're raising boys you're raising boys so you probably could give us some insight but raising boys and raising girls like how do you make sure that we're breaking that cycle of that we're putting all the negativity towards the guy 
Because you know, you know, sometimes when something happens, something happens. Let's 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 stop thinking about social injustice now. Let's just think about the family, right? Mm-hmm. And something happened within the family. They usually, typically, say, "What did he do?" <laughs> what did he do? Like typically, it goes there, right? Before it goes to the female. So how do we, how can we break that cycle? Like, like, what can we do in our families that we're raising now? These young children that we're raising now that's growing up in our family. How can we make sure they don't grow up with the concept that is typically the guy? Well, I don't know about that because she has two girls. She has girls, yeah. And I have two boys. But one of the things that from when they were little, I've always taught my boys um, because their father does come from uh, that generation where the woman serves you. Yeah. You know, the woman cleans the house. And I'm like, we're in America. <laughs> Very simple. Um, I gotta work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the reasons why we ended up getting separated. So I taught my kids from young. Uh, yeah, you're gonna wash dishes, mm-hmm. you're gonna do laundry, you're gonna learn how to cook, yeah. you're gonna learn how to take care of yourself. Yeah. I always told them I because like when you get older, you're not going to find a wife, you're going to find a partner. Wow, wow. Okay. And I go, you have to provide for her and she has to provide for you. Yeah. This is not, this is your job and this is my job. No, you guys are a team. Yeah. Because that's what marriage is. It's a team. Yeah. You know, it's, you're building your own empire. Yeah. So for me, so from when they were little, I've always been like, and my kids to this day, you know, they do it. And I'll never forget their grandmother called me one time, you know, when the father and I separated, the kids were, I want to say like nine and seven. And she called me and she was like, Doris, I just want to say, you're an amazing mom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, thank you, senora. Like, mm-hmm. What happened? And she goes, the boys finished eating and they went to wash the dishes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Hispanics, everybody knows like Hispanic women are the ones that are in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's in the Haitian family. with the Haitian yeah. okay. And I go, yeah, senora, I'm sorry, but my kids have to, you know, when they grow up, I want them to have a partner. I don't want them to have a maid. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Facts. Preach. Lenny, what about you Facts. for your girls? Well, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> My girls, well, they're young. They're pretty young. I mean, I'm not going to say pretty young, but the oldest was 18. But um, I usually lead by example. Because no matter what you say, everybody, they always watching whatever you do. That's true. They watching you every move you make and everything you say. So I try my best to to my male figures and my family. I show them how we communicate with each other. And we always we always in our family, family is important to us. We yeah. eat and we eat every Saturday, every Saturday together. No matter what. We eat together. You know, so we're it's we always we grew up since we were young to eat together. We do we we care about each other, and we call and we check on each other once a week. So by me showing them how I am with my family and how they see, they start to do the same thing without me even asking. Yeah. They, what I do, and they follow by example. Yeah. So that's pretty much how. You know, I grew up and how it's subconsciously passed down <laughs> so we from my about... mom to me to my kids. True, true, true. So we talked about showing our the males in our lives love and appreciation. What does that look like? Well, no. for me, it's um, yeah, because Doris has a fiance. So how do you show your your man, you know, appreciation? Honestly, um, is by listening. And I don't mean just listening like, okay, yeah. Passively, yeah. yeah. It's actually empathic listening where I will go ahead and try to reverberate what I believe he said. Because mm-hmm. I want him to know that, yeah, I understand him. Yeah. Um, but I do the same thing with, with my kids. I've always tried to teach my kids to, to listen. Um, when, I, when they were young, there were times that I would make a mistake and I would come back and I'd be like, you know what, guys, I'm sorry. I was wrong to scream at you. And you apologize. Yes. Yeah. I go, please understand. I, I just came home from work. The house was a mess. So I go, when I see a mess here, my mind mm-hmm. is a mess and all that stuff. I, I take it out on the first person and you guys are the first person. So I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. My bad. Mm-hmm. 
I, and I would always say, when you get older, you will understand. Mm-hmm. And now they understand. <laughs> but I believe being there for people is by listening, um, by letting them know that I might not agree with you, mm-hmm. but I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Okay? I like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that. So what does that look like for you, Nettie? Showing them love and appreciation. She, she said I, because, I don't know, my... Yeah. My significant other is very, like, he likes to see small things. I think it's in the details. I guess each one is different. But usually what I would do is, like, leave, like, notes for him. Oh, or, cute. Like, yeah, random, like notes. The notes. The random notes. He'll come from a long day of work because yeah. he'll get beat up and, like, come from work, get all kinds of, you know, especially when you're dealing with customer service and people dealing with people 24-7, he gets all kinds of sometimes people that say stuff that doesn't make sense. The last word I want him to hear from me is something unpleasant. Yeah. But when he comes in the home, he might find a little note that says, I appreciate you for everything you've done. I appreciate you. I appreciate for who you are. Letty, just so you know, one of the things that I do um, uh-huh. When he has those bad days, because um, um, he has a great job, he really does. But there's those days mm, that good job, um, good job. <laughs> you know, he he just he's stressed out, and yeah. I would always say, okay, don't worry about it. Okay, I'm gonna cook today. My 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 cooking is Uber Eats, and so <laughs> I'm gonna cook today, and then I'm gonna take you upstairs, and I actually give him a full body massage. That's yeah. nice. That's I, nice. Oh, because I, I I believe that massage does relax you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I always do that. So you're, you're not alone, girl. You're not alone. Y'all, I'm taking notes, <laughs> y'all. I'm taking notes because you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, That's you're what I do. Take notes. Yeah. You know, and, and I usually tell him, okay, look, um, just relax, take a deep breath. I put the music on, and it's like, let me give you a massage. And usually, obviously, he falls asleep after that because that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's one of the ways that also like I, I let him know, yeah, you, you had a hard day. I'm here for you. And honestly, and, and um so I will tell you that he does the same for me. When I have a bad day, yeah. I am I am extremely spoiled. She got a good I am extreme and he's always asking, How was your day today? You know, so it's like and and that's one thing. It took me 40 years, but I finally found a partner. <laughs> because that's what I was looking for is a, a partnership. You know, yeah. um, being Hispanic, you come from that background that the woman is in the kitchen. And that even though I am Hispanic, me. yeah, I'm, I am Hispanic, but I'm, I'm American. I was born in New York. Um, <laughs> and I I got my, doc- my doctorate degree. Mm-hmm. I've worked very hard. School is not easy. Mm-hmm. So I would always have to tell my mom, it's like, yeah, no, mom, I can't be in the kitchen and learning at the same time. It's That's just right. not happening. So mm-hmm. now is when my mom finally realizes, she's like, you know what, Miha? You're right. You have a partner. Yeah, yeah. And it took a while to find them, but I found them. I praise Amen. God for that. Amen. We got love in the house. Amen. Invite us to the wedding. All right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we talked about how to show them love and appreciation, telling them that we're here for them, giving them massages. Good tip, Doris. We're about to give the massage oil. Um, Nettie told us to write notes, random notes. And when they come home, you know, give them random notes, encourage them, let them, let the last word that they hear from us has to be positive. Positive words, positive words. And you know what's funny? We tend to think that men don't like that. And they do. Right? They do. You know, they just don't want to show. You know, one thing I, I do for my husband randomly sometimes, you know, I send flowers to him at work. Mm. I you know, know you must get everybody jealous. <laughs> you know, because he works in the medical field and he works, you know, predominantly around women. Yeah. There was what holiday was it? So I, you let him know I'm here. Girls. Okay. First of all, I'm, I'm trying to show okay. claim to my man. Number yeah. One, I'm here, girl. You know, you know, he thinks it's just for him. I'm just, you know, somebody loves you, baby. But um, uh, but number two, you know, there was one bad time that all the girls were upset. He, they were like, I can't believe it's Valentine's Day, and only one person got flowers, and the person that got flowers is a guy. 
<laughs> I was cracking up when he told me that. I was like, he's like, girl, girl you had all the girls hating on me. <laughs> Was he happy about that? Yeah, right? because he was, he like, was surprised because I, I, when when it comes to those type of things, I randomly give it to him, so he doesn't know when I'm gonna give it to him. It could be on a holiday, it could be yeah. on I don't know. It could just like we, we used to do that more in the beginning of our marriage, just because it's yeah. You know, I'd be on top of him now. I was like, oh, I missed those just because, but it was just because it was random. But that yeah. time it was Valentine's. I said, okay, let me get it for him. Oh my goodness! Apparently, all the girls were hating. Yeah. So yeah, so I thought that was so interesting. That's that's a, that's a nice thing. That's nice. Send them flowers. We put send them flowers on the list. You know, get the girls jealous at work. <laughs> get them jealous. Let them know we still around, baby. Cause somebody loves you, baby. Yes. All right. All right. Okay. So as usual. It was a pleasure having um, our listeners participate and, and be here. And this was such an important topic for us. And our sound voice for today is to support the men in your lives. No matter how, whether it be little or, or small or, or big, whatever way it is, support the men in your lives. And we would like to thank Doris and Natty for being our special guests. You guys did awesome. It was fun. fun. I loved it. I loved it. We'll invite you guys again. Yes. Yes. You guys were awesome. And I love the different perspectives that we got. You know what I mean? And and I hope our listeners can learn, you know, from from these different perspectives. And um, so... Thank you guys for your participation. Now I Thank need you. you guys to follow us on Instagram at Sound Voices, okay? And you can email us at soundvoices2020 at gmail.com. And we're on um, Anchor Podcast, we're on Breaker Podcast, we're on um, Apple, we're on Google. So guys, just type in Sound Voices, Sound, S-O-U-N-D, Voices, V-O-I-C-E-S, and hit us up, okay? As usual, it's your girl Chanel. And Shy. Leaving you with Sound Voices. And until next week, bye.